What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. Have on our sports analyst, draft analyst, whatever you want to say. Raekwon Niles is back on this week to break down uh, what we're going to see starting Thursday in the draft. Raekwon, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, bro. How are you? Great, man. Uh, we're really excited about this episode. Raekwon hit me up. I was already thinking, like, yo, we got to do a draft preview. It's been a couple weeks since we dropped something. And then, uh, so he said that I'm like, perfect, stars aligned. Let's go ahead and get into it. But without further ado, welcome to the Sports House. Open up the champagne, pop. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you Something cold, baby, cheers to this. Sometimes you gotta stay in, and you know where I live. Yeah, you know what we is. Sometimes you gotta stay in. Welcome to my. All right, y'all. So, got a big week prepared. Thursday is wherever some dreams start. To, uh, dreams start to be realized, or at least they, you know, kind of take that first step. You got the first round of the NFL draft. Guys been working their whole life. For the opportunity, so uh, it's coming right up, coming right around the corner. So we're gonna start off with Quan. Um, a lot of quarterbacks going in this draft. It's not like the Trevor Lawrence's and the Trey Lance and those, but quarterbacks nonetheless. Decent amount of them coming out. Uh, you're a general manager. You got Kenny Prickett. You got Matt Corral, Malik Willis. You got Desmond Ritter, who I did not realize is the winningest uh, among FBS quarterbacks. We're having a record of 44 and five, and has never lost a home game at Cincinnati. So, of all those guys, if you're a general manager, which is the first quarterback you want? It depends. <clears throat> it depends on the needs. If I'm a, if I'm a general manager, I want to go safe. I'm taking Matt Corral. Okay. Like, um, always been highly, a highly talented quarterback. Put on great numbers in college. Only reason I believe he tore the ACL in the bowl game. Yeah, I know he got hurt for sure. And that's him playing for his team. They told him to sit out. He still wanted to play. That's who I would take if I'm safe pick. I believe he would be a great NFL quarterback. But, I mean, I think the obvious answer is Malik Will. Malik should be the first quarterback taken off the board. And it should be by the Carolina Panthers. Okay, so that's interesting. Because originally I was thinking that too. I was like Malik Willis. And I don't know if everybody knows the background story. He started off at Auburn. Things didn't work out there. Decided to go to Liberty, join Hugh Freeze. And Hugh Freeze, we know, is great offensive court. I mean, great head coach, did a great job at Ole Miss before the sanctions and stuff came down. So it was a really great offense for him to join. Had a really big breakout year, not this past season, the year before. And so last year was just him kind of like maintaining that hype. And then he had a great pro day, good at the combine. And so his stock like kind of has continued to rise. But it seems like a lot of Panthers uh, fans, a lot of uh, like Mel Kuyper and guys think, that instead the Panthers might go get Kenny Prickett. Why would you think they should take Malik Willis instead of Kenny Prickett? Uh, Kenny Prickett, I believe they said that he has the worst. Uh, he didn't really develop over his years. He just before you started at Pitt. So, I mean, and then the ACC is pretty weak too. Not saying he didn't do his thing because I believe he put up 40-something touchdowns this year, and that's a lot in college football. But as far as Malik Willis played at Auburn, I believe the quarterback room at Auburn when he was there was pretty filled. But you know how – Coaches do some guys at college, and I'm not going to get too deep into that, but was, he was a five-star guy at high school. Went to Liberty. First year, I believe, it was 10-2. And, and last year, you know, some guys left. 
had an off year, but he still put up the numbers. Yeah. I believe he is the best quarterback taken, and maybe he's a prospect. Maybe it'll take him a year or two to develop, but still, I'll take him. Okay, so you take Malik Willis. I'm a big fan, and like originally back, I'm a, I'm kind of, I guess, the safe guy. I like Matt Corral. I got to saw what he did and at SEC West, so I would love to see him be the first one off the board. The injury is crazy because he literally had just said, he's like, I'm competing with my team. Then he gets injured. That's unfortunate. But as a GM, like I think you had said this previous, it kind of lets you know what type of guy you're potentially bringing into the room. Any chance that the Panthers, what are your thoughts about any other uh, attention about them going to get Baker Mayfield? I don't like it, but I can say this too about the Panthers. They, well, if they don't draft a quarterback with their first pick and they wait to draft a quarterback, I think Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky okay. put up great, great numbers this year. Great numbers. If I'm not mistaken, he beat Joe Burrow's numbers uh, as far as the top in FBS history. For like, at least yes. touchdowns or passing yards, one of the two. It should be touchdowns. Yeah, so there's a guy right there. That's something, yep. something. And you know, I think a lot of people forgot, almost forgot about Sam Howell, right? Sam, yeah. Sam Howell, pretty good quarterback. They've got another one coming out of the University of Nevada or Nevada, you know, in the University of Carson Strong. Those are guys. But what are your thoughts on Sam Howell? I, I like him. I really do like Sam Howell. He's, I'm going to be honest. He's actually, he actually is the best quarterback in this draft. He really is. When the talk fell off, you stopped thinking about him. But everything that you want a quarterback, he has. You know, so I believe that he I, I believe that he will be one of the best quarterbacks. And I actually think the Saints should if the Saints do draft a quarterback, who they should take. I love you know, I love James, but if they do draft a backup, that's who it should be how. That is something to think about right there. Have him at the backup. Jameis Winston's gonna kind of show him the ropes, or it's really just watch to see what Jameis does. Two, you could imagine those two are very different personalities, but you can learn from a guy who came in the league. Remember, he had certain years in Tampa Bay where he really lit it up. And Sam Howell right. is definitely one of the guys that throw the ball down the field. All right. So definitely something for there to watch. Do you think any teams that might think like, okay, I could go get a quarterback this year, or I could just hold off and get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? Because we saw what C.J. Stroud did at the pro day for Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave throwing a lot of general managers like, oh, my gosh, that's that's QB1 right there. So do you think any of these teams potentially are not tanked this year, but it's like we're just going to hold off and wait till uh, CJ and Bryce come out next year? Yeah, plenty of teams. Uh, and I believe the Detroit Lions are going to be one. You know, I believe Jared Goff is coming back as quarterback, but all you've heard them talk about is them taking a defensive lineman or offensive lineman and drive. This team is terrible <laughs> from top <laughs> to bottom. You need a quarterback. And even the Reds, even I mean, even the Commanders. Yeah. Do you give uh, what's my guy Haneke? I don't, I don't know. Is a Haneke, but do you get him another shot? It was just a game or two out the playoffs last year. So do you yeah. give that quarterback another shot to give it, give him a chance? Or if not, do you tank it and take Stroud? Which do you prefer out of the two, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I'm gonna go Stroud. You like Stroud? I'm gonna go Stroud. This, yeah. Man, it's Big Ten football. Yeah, after a while, I think, like, I was on to him coming out of high school. I saw him hanging around uh, Quincy Avery a lot. He was talking a lot about him. And uh, so, and I knew he was going to win that quarterback battle. It's crazy the dude that he beat 
uh, in the quarterback battle, transferred to Florida. Now he's going to be the backup there. And it's like, wow, C.J. Stroud, obviously Heisman Trophy candidate last season, might be able to mess around and potentially win one this year. But I knew about him for a while. But uh, it's always interesting, too, at Ohio State because they just keep bringing these top quarterbacks. Like, okay, so who's up next? So something yeah. to watch there. C.J. Stroud, I think he's a little bit bigger. I think he's like six for three, six for four. Did you see he started off the last guy invited to the Elite 11, ended up winning the competition, obviously sits behind uh, your guy. Why am I drawing a blank right now? Oh, my goodness. Why am I drawing a blank right now? I'm the Bears quarterback. Why? Justin Fields. Yeah, he sat behind Justin for a year. Justin kind of shows him the ropes and goes, takes all, has a rough first game against, I think that was Minnesota. But then ever since then, the rest was history. So, should be interesting to see without those two coming out next year. It almost will feel like a Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence thing. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. you, both of these guys are really good. Uh, almost like pick your poison. We're going to move to the wide receiver. No, 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 before we go there, predictions. Where do you think Baker ends up going before the start of the season? Baker Mayfield. Seattle. Seattle. I mean, that's the only chance. That's the only place I see him going. Unless... Pittsburgh take a chance? Definitely an option. Definitely an option. Somebody said that that they were expecting Pittsburgh to like make that phone call if the Browns do go ahead and decide to like, you know, trade them or whatnot. Two. I could see the Browns holding them. And then say two are messes up in Miami. I swear. Why not? I swear two have been on that hot seat since the day he's touched down in Miami. And then now that they got Tariq Hill. It's like, yo, if you can't get it done with Tariq Hill and but, Waddle, what? But Bama quarterbacks never really fare well in the NFL. This is a good point. This is a very good point because you think back to, let's see, you got A.J. McCray. Greg McElroy. Greg McElroy. Uh, what was the black guy in that was quarterback there? Sims, right? Not was it Sims or? Blake Sims. Blake Sims. Yeah, you can't really name any that have been like extreme. And then two is next up. Hopefully it develops there. But I don't know. That's a very good point. That's what they used to say about Ohio State quarterbacks, too, is like these guys that get to the league and they just don't perform at the highest level. So I guess every group is always trying to break that, right? And I'm looking here because my next thing was I was going to move to the wide receivers category. I had them all pulled up right here. Yeah, yeah, right here, right here, right here. So we're going to move to wide receivers. My next question for you, Raekwon, is going to be, of all the wide receivers coming out in this draft, and there's a lot of elite ones, it's almost like the quarterback draft for last year, who's your favorite? Let me list them first for the viewers. You got Jamison Williams coming out of Alabama. We know the Jamison Williams story. Sat behind Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, transferred to Bama and SEC West and took off. This is where that chance report is good for you. You got Drake London coming out of USC. I didn't realize Drake London is six foot five. He racked up, I think he broke his ankle in only eight games, though, if I'm not mistaken. He had like eight catches, 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, uh, six foot five, 210 pounds. That's like a receiver, or that's like a almost like a power forward or small forward playing football. You got Garrett Wilson coming out of Ohio State, Chris Olave coming out of Ohio State. These are like the first Ohio State receivers that come potentially be first round draft picks since like Ted Ginn Jr. And there's another guy, I can't think of his name. Uh, you got Sky Moore coming out of Western Michigan. George Pickens coming out of Georgia. Everybody from the South knows about George Pickens. Uh, he's just having to tear his ACL last year, but before then he had been dominant. You got Traylon Burks coming out of Arkansas. Who I didn't watch a lot of Arkansas last season, 
personally, but I kept seeing this guy's name popped up. Six foot three, 225 pounds. I think he ran like a four or five at the combine, 1,100 yards, 11 scores, and kind of helped lead that Arkansas team into like the limelight of the SEC West. But a lot of people don't really pay too much attention to Arkansas, especially after they lost Chad Morris. So with all those guys being said, who's your favorite wide receiver coming out of this draft, Rayquan? The guy you didn't name, uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. I did not name him. I absolutely did not. You think you really think he's like that? Yes, I believe he could fit in with any team right now today. But but with the guys you did name, yeah. I'm gonna go Drake London. Drake London. How can you not like that? I can six five, two ten. And was putting Broken up ankle. and was putting up ridiculous numbers. Like you kept looking over it and you're like, that's the Blintikoff award winner. Yep. Until and I want to say this too. And the reason I don't say the Ohio State guys or George Pickens is because you got to think every quarterback's not Joe Burrow. Every and these are a bunch of Jamar Chase type guys. Not saying they're Jamar Chase, but these are those type guys. You would rather have Drake London who you can just fit it to. So think of the quarterbacks throwing the ball. You can't fit it in like Joe Burrow. You can throw wild balls. So why not have somebody that's six five two ten? Okay, that's an interesting take. So you're definitely you're sticking with the guy from Penn State, number one out of those guys I named. You're going Drake London. Yes. You know me, I'm Ohio State fan, big fan, and I guess I'm a little <laughs> biased here. I, I shan't even lie to you. Uh, Garrett Wilson, love Garrett Wilson coming off the board this year. I think he's a freakishly like a he's one of the most freakishly gifted. Seems like wide receiver I've seen come out in a while. Definitely also a fan of Jameson Williams. Seems like his recovery has been going well since that torn ACL. So uh, I, think the, I think Chris Olave is nice, too. And I didn't realize Chris Olave is six foot. I thought he was like 5'10", 5'11". But it just seems like he's a little bit smaller. I know he's a speedy guy. So he'll contribute wherever he ends up going. Uh, might be a first-round guy. Like I said, it's been a long time since Ohio State has been able to get these first-round receivers, you know, get them developed and head to the first round. Even Mike Williams didn't go first. Not Mike Williams. Uh, what's the guy from the Saints? I'm drawing a blank right now. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas knew Michael. Uh, even Michael Thomas didn't go as first round guy, but their receivers, co- the receivers coach, done a great job at Ohio State, and then now they call it Zone Six. They just keep them coming. They got a couple more coming next year. Marvin, you saw Marvin Harrison's son had like three touchdowns in the uh, what was that in the Rose Bowl, and then Jackson Smith and the Jiggle with 381 yards. He'll be a first rounder next year. So a lot of talent coming out of Ohio State. We're supposed to be making his run to the playoff this year. Looking forward to it. Off topic. Jackson State spring game going on. Who you think stole the show? Well, it could not have been Shador because Shador is Travis Hunter. What? Travis Hunter. At receiver? And cornerback. He had two touchdowns receiving and one pick. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Number one player in the country chose HBCU. And he's balling. And he's getting – and he's getting a great instruction from there. You see the little highlights on TikTok and stuff, and it's like, okay, I think like he's making some noise out there. Uh, sounds yep. like sounds like he's making it happen out there in Mississippi, right? Yep. You think more guys start doing what he did, or you think most guys will still go to the top-tier schools? If you can build a stadium, I believe that's what it come down to, the stadiums, because NILs can come from anywhere now. So I'll say yeah, but now I just – nobody want to play in a small stadium. Like, build the stadium now for those kids to play in, and they'll come. Gotcha. See, Deion, because I think Shador even got the, the Beats deal. 
So it's like if you yeah. go to Jackson State and get a beats deal, maybe you get more funding and all that stuff starts coming to the school, upgrade the facilities, and now we're taking it back to the 80s. So that's great. Even you love to hear about uh, HBCU football guys balling at a high level. You saw more of the guys were, uh, from HBCUs were uh, were asked to come to the combine this year. You saw that. And we just see, and then you even saw, did you see that uh, Deion Sanders had the rant where he was like, we're glad that a lot of guys showed to the Jackson State Pro Day. However, some guys did not, some teams did not approach, and he took note of that. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with that information. Right. Love it from Deion. Love it. Right. Now, Raekwon, we know you're a big Bears fan. I'm a big Justin Fields fan. Believe it or not, I know I forgot his name, but I was just drawing a blank off. Big Justin Fields fan. So let's talk about these Bears, right? So the Bears don't have a first-round pick this year, but Raekwon, y'all need some help. Seems like to me from the wide receiver position is the position y'all need a lot of help with. Are there any other positions you think the Bears need to kind of reload into be competitors, or what do you think? You got to get a wide receiver. You can't rely on Darnell Mooney every game uh, – I believe five nine with a slender frame, so you can't rely on that every game. So hopefully, I guess hopefully some of those receivers we were just talking about uh, land who are still available in that second round. You got any guy that you think that y'all might have a realistic chance to ever get? Uh, between Trelon Burks and uh, Jalen Mechie, I mean John Mechie. John Mechie, I don't know how I forgot about him. Yeah, no, John Mechie's nice with it. Yeah, no, unless too. I hope Chris Olave drop, but you know, oh, I believe the Saints are gonna get Chris Olave with their pick, and that would be great because now we kind of see the Jamar Chase and the uh, Joe Burrow, and you see the Tua Tonga Valoa, and you see the Waddle. So it'd be crazy to be able to have those two guys like link back up, right? Back out, out there in Chicago, and both of them, the guys got big hands too. So the inclement weather shouldn't be an issue out there. So. Definitely wanted to take note of that. How, how do you feel about y'all's offensive line in Chicago? Uh, I mean, it got better through free agency. So, and then we had a first year starter at left tackle last year. So I believe we'll be straight. What you think? Gotta get way too early prediction. What type of record are we looking at this year for the Bears? Are still we got to get wide receivers first. Got to get the wide receivers to even have the conversation, right? Yeah, we have to. Gotcha. So we'll see what happens with that. We're going to keep moving. Kind of go to Jacksonville here. They have the number one pick. Who do you think they take? It seems like a lot of people think Trey, they go get Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Uh, is that who you're thinking, or do you think they might look for a different pass rusher? I, I don't like Walker going first overall pick, man. You got to take Hudson. You, you have to take Hudson or, or Thibodeau. That, I was thinking that, too. And Thibodeau was coming out of Oregon, correct? Yes. Pass rusher. He, whenever the Ohio State played Oregon last year, I couldn't wait to watch him. It was hurt. They still beat us. It didn't matter. But my thing was, I, I was looking through reports because I'm like, I thought Adam Hutchinson was like by far going to be the first uh, defense in taking out of the draft. And they were even saying that some people are saying they like him in the comparison to the Bosa brothers, maybe a little more athletic in the San third. And that's high praise because the Bosa brothers have produced. I prefer Nick. Seems like I, I maybe I just watch more of his games, but Nick seems to be the one that always pops out of my screen. But uh, when I looked at the report, it says that they think that Adam Hutchinson, that Trayvon Walker has a higher ceiling than Adam Hutchinson because it's like he's not done quite as much as Adam has so far. But they're thinking in the future he might have a higher ceiling. So, what are your thoughts on that? Now, now Adam was just the biggest name on Michigan side. 
Well, now, on Georgia's side, I could say the higher ceilings is based on the fact that it was plenty of names on that defense alone. Yes. It was plenty of names on that defense. So, I mean, I could I could see that. But if, if that's the case and you're going to make an argument between those two, there's no argument for Thibodeau that he should be the number one pick then. I believe if you don't argue that between those two, I'll take Thibodeau no more. So rank them. If you, if you, if you had to rank them for like what you see, you're taking Thibodeau, like not are you taking, but like your rank, like Adam Hutchinson. When we talk about edge rush and pass rush, and I'm being honest when I say this, I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau. Actually, I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Walker. Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State? Florida State. Yes. Think uh, about him. 17 and a half tackles, 12 sacks. 12 sacks. Big year. Big year. Played Florida State. I remember him because he was at that Ju. He went to start off. He went to that Juco. Indy, yep. And then went to Georgia. Then came. Yep. That's crazy. So he's practiced with these guys. Like, for example, he's practiced with, and just imagine if he would have stayed at Georgia. Speaking of which, I think a lot of people forgot about him, although he had a big year this year. Then went to the Combine. I mean, like six eight, like ran like three hundred sixty pounds or something, or some crazy number. Ran like a four eight. What 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 are we gonna hear about Jordan Davis? Where do you think he ends up going? Uh, I believe somewhere. I, I hope to the Bills. Ooh. That would be nice for him to fall in the lap of the Bills. Oh, that would be nice, man. The team that can't really stop the run, <laughs> you gotta fall in the lap to them. You got to. And I think as the scouts, I mean, besides obvious reasons, like it seems like he's a big effort guy too. It's like he's yeah. the big guy that carries the weight that wants to go make the tackle, run guys down. And it seems like his game film matches up with his, like, the 40-yard time, just like explosiveness and things like that. Right. Yeah, so we're going to keep it moving. We're going to go to Atlanta. I wanted to hit on this with you real quickly. So Atlanta loses Matt Ryan to the Colts, as we know, because of Calvin Ridley, because of the gamma thing. He has been suspended for the year. I hear they get Marcus Mariota. I think a lot of us remember Marcus Mariota out of Oregon, spent some time in Las Vegas, spent some time in Tennessee. He's, I'm pretty sure he's the starter going into week one, right? Of course, of course. That's the team that's going to wait the next year. Mm. You got Bryce Young and you got C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That's the team that's going to wait. I'm but, telling you now, the city of Atlanta, they want championships. Might as well wait for one more year. You don't have really this year. Just wait one more year. Hey, and the one thing I thought about, too, was uh, – I didn't. I had to do some research, and I didn't realize how much Atlanta struggled getting to the passer last season. Uh, Air crew, eighteen sacks in seventeen games, by far the fewest in the league. They got a lot of pass rushes there. You think they potentially might go at number eight and go get them a pass rusher? They could go Walker. Yeah. Keep him home in Georgia. Keep him right there in the backyard. Yeah. And I feel like Georgia plays in that Mercedes-Benz Stadium so much because, like, you know, maybe they open the season there, but the SEC championship game, the playoff is like – it's almost like being at home still. Right. So definitely something to watch for there to see what Atlanta does. That Calvin Ridley thing kind of hurts you a lot because it's like that was supposed to – Julio moves on. You think you got your guy right there. Okay, we're going to build. Now he's out for the whole season. So maybe we'll see what they end up doing. We end up seeing now that Marcus uh, Mariota has, has a team again, Show us what show us what we can do. You know what I'm saying? I think that'd be pretty nice with him, uh, Cordero Patterson. Yeah, and then we got the boy from Florida last year, two years ago, the tight end. Kyle Pitts. Kyle yeah. Pitts. I was thinking cows for sure. So. A lot of RPO. There you go. Did you see that 
Tony, out of the Giants, are looking to potentially trade him? Kadarius Tony? Well, yeah, he was. He he's been a big problem for them since they drafted him. Uh, there's always been reports coming from New York, for real, about uh, him. So, I believe he don't want to even be there. So, somebody it, and then it doesn't even fit. And I'm sorry, my bad. It doesn't even fit. They have Sterling Shepard. Um, gosh, they have three top receivers: Kenley Galladay and Darius Slayton. Where does Tony fit fit there? Even with um, my guy Evan Ingram, he doesn't fit there at all. Yeah. So they might look to go ahead and get they might look to go ahead and get rid of him moving forward. I think they were saying Jacksonville has to take a look from him. Jacksonville has changed so much. And also Jacksonville gets back running back from Clemson, Travis Etienne next season. So it'll be nice for Trevor Lawrence to have him out there. You get Tony maybe too. Now you got some explosive weapons. Now we know that's a long rebuild, but nonetheless, it'd be nice to get some weapons out there in Jacksonville. It would. And I'm not gonna say a long rebuild, but that team could very well make noise depending on how Lawrence performs. Okay. Yeah. Think Trevor takes that next step? I hope so. It's crazy. We'll see what happens with that. I was just listening to a clip of uh, Davos Sweeney uh, who was talking about Trevor and Deshaun Watson. And he said never at one point whenever he was recruiting either of those two guys, they asked about, like, okay, who else are the other quarterbacks on the roster? Like, how do you want – it's like they weren't even worried about it. They committed, go there, knew they were going to take the spots and go forth. Because if they think about it, Trevor, not Trevor. Yeah, Trevor came in. Kelly Bryant just took Clemson to the Sugar Bowl, like kind of continuing the thing. And whenever he had first committed, they had like Hunter Johnson and all these other top quarterbacks. But Davo says with the top competitors, when they like that, they just know I'm coming in. I'll move everybody else out of the way in due time. What happened to Hunter Johnson? He started, he was at Northwestern battling Ryan Halinski. For the quarterback, Joe, isn't that crazy? So both of them leave the state of South Carolina. They both end up at Northwestern, and they both played because one of them got hurt. But yeah, there's a lot that Clemson roster at one point when Deshaun Watson was there was like loaded with guys. It's just like you yeah. see the guy from Ohio State uh, that left Quinn Ewers. Yes. You see him at Texas now. Yeah, I like uh, I like Texas. Um, I believe. That's, that's going to be pretty nasty. But I believe Arch Manning and Crystal Ball are leaning towards Texas. Crazy. So it's, it's almost like I don't see Arch Manning coming in and sitting down for a year. Nah. So he has to go somewhere else. Somewhere he can play. Yeah, I don't think the Manners are going to sit a year. <laughs> hey, you saw what they did with Eli in the draft. You pick him if you right. want to. He won't play. So we're going to see what happens with Arch. I feel like we'll be having a discussion with him in the next couple of years, definitely, once he gets out of private school. And uh, we'll see, get to see him play, obviously, college football. We saw the big highlight when he was at the Clemson football camp, the long pass. And we're like, oh, gosh, this is there. But it's just like you just don't know whenever you watch his games because it's just like, gosh, this competition is like slow motion. All right. We'll see yeah. him, though, whenever he gets like the, you know, the Elite 11. Well, Elite 11. Definitely like the under all American games, the – What's the other one? The U.S. Army All-American Bowl. Those, we get to see him against that top competition and kind of see where he lands. But right. also, we're going to keep it going. We'll head back here to the NFL. The big news, definitely towards the head of the back end of this week, has been that trade with Debo Samuels. Well, he's requested to get out of San Francisco. That thing shocked me because it was like he is the offense. Like, he's so much a major part of that offense. What were your thoughts when you first saw that? the news of him requesting that trade? I like it. Uh, I believe he's somebody who want to go down to history. He's not somebody who want to just 
you got to think he's playing running back and receiver, man. He's getting the ball at least four times, five, six times of possession, and that's pretty good. But at the same time, you rather get hit by DBs during, during those times. You don't want to be hit by defensive line and linebacker, especially at that size and weight. So I believe that he want to go somewhere where he can play longevity. His longevity is coming to a factor, and then he where he can get the big contract. There you go. So, and I believe honestly, if I if I want to be honest, even though Calvin really suspended, I believe Atlanta should look for it. It'd be great to be back in their home. They need a weapon. That's a that's a that's a, a purified weapon that we know can play at the highest level. Wouldn't be a bad yeah. idea. You think they make the phone call? I, I would hope so. Yeah, that'd be a great move by them. And like I said, with Marcus Mariota, can get him the ball. What is the knock on Marcus Mariota? Why was he like? Why was he not able to keep a job? Inconsistency. Mm. That's all. That's the one position you need from the quarter from the quarterback position. You gotta have that uh, consistent. Isn't it crazy? You remember when them when them all green uniforms playing against Jalen Ramsey and them in the Rose Bowl? Man, no, I don't remember <laughs> that game. Jameis Winston with the the thing wherever he kind of threw the ball backwards and stuff. It's crazy. No, I, didn't, no, I, I didn't watch that game that year. New Year's Day, just for a reminder, folks, for those who are listening. But yes, yeah, so you, uh, you remember Jameis came in uh, Death Valley and whooped on your team that, that, at, at the time. No, 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 I do remember that day. I was at the uh, I was at the fair, South Carolina State Fair, to be specific. And I was trying to head home. It was Malik and Marcus. I think I almost got there. And I just seeing the score, I'm like, yo, what is happening? Like, we it seemed like we don't have Sammy Watkins. Like, what is really going on? We came to the, the valley and beat them down. That was the year y'all went on to win the national championship, right? Yep. The weapons on that team was Ramsey. Nothing. Yep. Was he was he was on defense. We had Kevin Benjamin, Devontae Freeman, uh, Kenny uh, Kenny Williams, and uh, what's my guy? He played for the job, Rashad. Uh, no, we didn't have all on tape that year. Rashad Green? Yeah, we had Rashad Green. And then P.J. Moore was the corner, right? P.J. Williams. P.J. Williams, yep. With Eddie Goldman and uh, what's my guy? What's my guy in the NFL? Mario Edwards Jr. I was just thinking, Mario, because he was like the top prospect coming out of high school. Yo, that yep. Florida State team with Jimbo was something. Cause I think they won a the national championship on head coach's birthday. No, no, no. Uh, yes, on oh boy, on Jameis' birthday. On Jameis' birthday. Yeah, sir. You think that Jimbo Fish will be able to build Texas A&M into that? Man, did you? Man, listen. I think they got a chance to be better than that. But it's gonna come. It's gonna come to a point where I believe it's not gonna be conference no more. Because the SEC is going to be too competitive. Man, you got all them teams coming. Like, that's a national championship game every week. Yeah. Like, literally, you play a national championship game every week. Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas. I forgot that they are joining. When does, the, when does that happen officially? Is that next year or? I believe it's next year or the year after. And, with, and especially with this NIL thing, man. Oh my goodness! Because the top players from other teams just transfer in, like Alabama. It's like, yo, the top players from all these other conferences and stuff come up, just like their middle linebacker. What's his name? He came from Tennessee. I can't think of his name right now, y'all. The reason we can't think of so many names because we are so far off script. But it's all cool though. 
but there's a linebacker that came from Tennessee to Bama last year. He was a really it's like tail tail. Hold on. No, we got I gotta figure this out. Alabama. It ain't Ty Lolo, is it? Nah. What'd you say? I know who you're talking about, the middle linebacker. Yeah. Light skinned guy. From Tennessee. They might be Hawaiian. Dude is a monster though. Henry Toto. Yeah, Toto. Okay. And he comes from a program in Tennessee and the SEC. And he's like, I want to come over here. Jamison Williams comes from Ohio State and dominates. Did you see? I, I think I might have mentioned this on one of the previous episodes with Thomas. Didn't you think it was crazy what Deion said? He said, I kind of feel bad. He's a he's a college coach. So I feel bad for high school kids nowadays. He said, I think Jackson State only signed four or five guys out of high school. Yeah. Majority of yeah, just—it's crazy. So, as a high school athlete nowadays, you have to be the top of the top. So, you might really need to look into that JUCO route. Maybe go to you know a little smaller school, dominate there, and then move straight on up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting thing. Some interesting notes, y'all. Like I said, sometimes we go off script, but it's all good for content. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this: your favorite? Who is your favorite prospect in the draft overall? Maybe that we haven't mentioned. I hate to say this, because he's a Spring Valley guy, but Chandler Temple. You could could throw him in any defense, man. You could throw him in any defense. Side to side, linebacker, physical. Day one, day one starting in the NFL. Is he? he, Like Michael Parsons 2.0. Can rush the passer. Do you see him as a middle, or do you see him as a strong side, weak side, or anything? You're going to have to use him like an Isaiah Simmons type guy. Ooh. He's that athletic? Yes. Okay. It's ironic that you say that because I'm – Except not... safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more of an end of... – you think he's an in-the-box or a pass rush type of guy? Yeah. Between linebacker and pass rush, he could do both. It's funny that you mentioned him because mine was N'Kobe Dean. I think a lot of people forgot N'Kobe, but it seems like if he wasn't on that team, I think Channing – is the leader of that defense. But because yes. he is, you know, that probably just dumb two going at it every day at practice, going through drills and stuff like that. It's like that sharpens that iron so much. Where the, is, Are both of these guys first-round guys? Oh, I believe no, Kobe Dean is, but as far as Shannon, just because he didn't start, I believe that he's going to go second round. Okay. As a tough – and then to be coached up by Kirby Smart at the linebacker position, you know those guys are going to come out and be ready to go right away. Uh, let me ask you this. i got two more things for you. One, any sleepers in the draft that we haven't talked about? I know Shannon might have been one. But any other sleepers that you just kind of want to throw out there and mention? Uh, what's my guy, the pass rusher from South Carolina, who people tend to forget about? Kenyon and Jambari or something like that? Yeah, because he apparently he didn't have high numbers, but he had like a lot of rushes, apparently. Yeah, and he's pretty small, too, so. Let's but I believe he's a he's a sleeper. South Carolina pass rush. I know exactly what you're talking about because I keep hearing a lot about him. And I was like, and then like I said, like most people, I looked at his numbers and like most people do, and it's like, uh, I don't know what everybody thinks. Like this guy ain't he ain't been like one of the ones that have like the crazy numbers, but his um the amount of rushes he got definitely got people a lot of attention to him. And I feel so he's a ball player. He's a ball player. Let's see if I can find his name. Kingsley in a Kingsley. That's his name, though. Yeah, yeah I remember talking about. Looks like he's six three and three fourths, uh, two hundred sixty one pounds. 
uh, guy, yeah, uh, University of South Carolina, number 52, in case that jogs everybody's memory. Last question I have to ask you, Raycon, before we get up out of here. Two cornerbacks, Derek Stingley, a lot of success early on at LSU. And then we he kind of his hype kind of died down as he went through the, the final two years. And you got Sauce Gardner coming out of Cincinnati. If you're a general manager, you got to choose one cornerback. Who are you going with? Ah. Oh, man. I hate to be put on the spot. Two good corners, two great cornerbacks. Man, I can see – I don't know. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go – I'm going to have to go Stingley. And the only reason I go Stingley because he was going against those guys in practice. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, Terrence Marshall. I don't – Sauce Gardner was going against Alec Pierce. That That's it. But at the same time, too, Sauce Gardner was going against – uh, what's my guy, the quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's an NFL quarterback. I believe he'll be in, the court, oh, in there for a while. I'm going to have to go to Darius Stingley, though. Okay, I'm going to go to office. I like Sauce. He got a pretty good size. Uh, seems like he he played pretty well against Alabama in the playoff. We're going to see where both of those guys end up going. I think Sauce ended up like, what, like not giving any touchdowns this year or something like that. Stingley just yep. started off so hot. Like to come in as a freshman at the corner and to take off like that and to hold it down that whole season. I know we experienced some injuries. If y'all are ever just on YouTube, Ryan Clark has a very interesting take on uh, Derek Stingley. He talked about him as a freshman. He was like, there were a lot of things he saw, but Stingley was so athletically gifted. He was able to like, be able to kind of get away with early on and then what it kind of made his head was whenever he went against Devontae Smith because it's like that's another pro but obviously mm-hmm. probably a very promising career might even get into some special teams in the NFL nah I can't see that I see they want starter and corner cornerback they won they won come out like guy from Alabama last season uh certain yes JC Horn and all those guys yes JC should be back this year what do you think about Carolina? What do you think about the Panthers? You, are we looking for a promising year this year? Uh, I don't know. Y'all suck. Um, <laughs> I, ain't a, I don't know, man. They can get C-Mac going, Christian McCaffrey. If he can have one of those years, I believe so. Because the defense is always pretty good. You got to get something going on offense. And then you got to get the right quarterback in there, hopefully. So Yeah. We'll see what happens in that quarterback position for the Panthers. Y'all, so that is our pre-draft slash college football history uh, uh, podcast. I appreciate you coming on, Raycorn. Appreciate everybody for listening. That is all I have for this week's episode. Raycorn, you got anything else? Nah, bro. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all, obviously listen to this now. Listen to this again Sunday night, probably heading into Monday morning. And I just want to hear and see what, what all we said that actually happened, what all we said actually didn't come true. And that's all we have for this week's episode of Matt Sports House. We're out. Peace.